I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Tammy Bruce. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. I'm Trey Inkst. Some organizations are lobbying against physicians' assistants working on the front lines in the fight against coronavirus, while others are advocating for the right to practice medicine. Every PA that, that I was able to get an answer from had experience in ICU and in intensivist care and emergency rooms and pulmonary care. Uh, so they were, they were well qualified to be a force multiplier in, in this high-risk COVID situation. This is the Fox News Rundown global pandemic. Many American hospitals were overwhelmed in the early days of COVID-19, though now numerous doctors have been laid off due to the economic fallout of the pandemic. The developments have sparked a debate between organizations about whether or not physicians' assistants should be allowed to be recruited for coronavirus treatment when there are highly trained doctors out of work. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Scott Stiegel, the president of PAs for Tomorrow. Starting first overseas in Egypt, where the coronavirus outbreak has reportedly overwhelmed the country. Limited information is being released by Egyptian media and authorities as the country is reporting just over 35,000 total positive cases. Details released by the Project on Middle East Democracy say urban living situations for millions of people and limited medical care in some areas are adding to the dire situation. Now to Italy, that is winding down its coronavirus treatment centers. This week, a team of Cuban doctors who arrived months ago to assist with the pandemic are returning home. The 52-person medical team has been working in the Lombardy region hardest hit by COVID-19. Inside Lombardy, in the province of Bergamo, nearly 60% of the population has now tested positive for coronavirus antibodies. The area just outside of Milan continues to do random sample testing to gather coronavirus data. Finally, in the United States, thousands of medical professionals have been furloughed during the coronavirus outbreak. Late last month, CBS reported that many physicians' assistants had been laid off, while hospital chains continue to make cuts. ABC reports that some California hospitals are billions of dollars in debt. The way in which the U.S. healthcare system is structured offers little protection for a lot of workers, including doctors and nurses, although there is an interesting middle ground in the medical community looking at physicians' assistants. So what role are they playing during the coronavirus pandemic? Well, I'm going to waste 10 seconds of your time and tell you that we're physician assistants. That apostrophe S is one of those little things that makes all of us grind our teeth a little bit. This is Scott Stiegel, the president of PAs for Tomorrow. Um, PAs called out in force in response to COVID, New York, of course, being a hot spot. Uh, and thousands of PAs responded and provided quality care. Um, we all had to flex and pivot a little bit to, to be as effective as we possibly could. Uh, but, you know, to, to quote the uh, medical chief medical officer of uh, Mount Sinai, uh, in the heart of this COVID crisis, uh, she sent a lovely letter out thanking the PAs for their robust and professional response. So we've been all over uh, New York in many, many places providing high-quality care to people who really needed it. What type of care does a PA provide, and how is it different from other medical professionals? PAs are master's-level trained in what's called the medical model, meaning we train in the same model as physicians. Uh, so we complete a didactic course and then somewhere between 1,800 and 2,200 hours of clinical rotations across 
many medical specialties. And then some PAs graduate and go into practice. Currently, nationally, PAs, more than 70% of us are working in specialty care of different types, and the rest of us are working in primary care. So we are spread across the spectrum, much as every other medical profession is. There's been some controversy when it comes to PAs working in the fight against coronavirus. We've seen a lot of people across the board in the medical community actually laid off due to the economic impact of COVID-19. And we've spoken with organizations who say that PAs should not be stepping into the role of physicians because they don't have enough training or qualification to fill those shoes. What's your response to those types of organizations? Well, first of all, PAs can't step into the roles of physicians. Nobody, nobody can practice as a physician except a physician. That's a sort of a misnomer that gets trotted out to, to spark fear. Um, PAs practice within a scope that's defined by their education and their experience. Some rules got relaxed during the COVID crisis um, to permit PAs to work a little more loosely than is uh, typical, but mostly all that got changed uh, were licensing laws and uh, some supervision requirements. But there were some very specific guidelines put out by various regulatory agencies about how these exceptions had to be handled to make sure that the standard of care was being met. When it comes to the standard of care, what types of roles are PA stepping into in terms of treatment for COVID-19 and also the larger spectrum of ensuring that people can get testing done and they're able to not see hospitals overwhelmed? Because, I mean, this was a, a conversation early on about massive concern, not only in the United States, but around the world of hospitals not being able to handle the influx of patients. And I imagine PAs are playing an important role in ensuring that this doesn't happen. Well, the PA profession was, was born of the military some 55 years ago. So service is in our organizational and institutional DNA. When the call came to help with COVID, PA stepped up in, in great numbers. Uh, a good example, University of Rochester PAs uh, were responsible for high-level patient care and serving as backups for critical care attendings if they were to fall ill. So I did a, I, we had a kind of a short fuse for this interview, so I couldn't gather some real hard numbers, but I did a straw poll amongst my members and amongst some other PA groups to try to get an idea of the qualifications of people who were deployed uh, in COVID response. And almost without exception, every PA that, that I was able to get an answer from had experience in ICU and in intensivist care and in emergency rooms and pulmonary care. Uh, so they were, they were well qualified to be a force multiplier in, in this high risk COVID situation. So they, they step into roles they're qualified for. They provide support for everybody else on the team. I mean, it was a big team effort. Everybody did everything. Uh, the stories are just, uh, it just tugs at your heartstrings a little bit because there was no, you're a nurse, so you start IVs, and you're this, so you do that. It was everybody does everything they can to take care of the patient. It, it just really made me proud of my profession. You've been listening to Scott Stiegel, the president of PAs for Tomorrow. We'll be right back. When you look at the work that your organization is doing and 
the medical community, how are you going to help PAs who have been furloughed or are looking for work now because the hospital or medical facility that they worked at is either in debt, making massive cuts, or a combination of the two? I mean, we've seen some serious numbers out of states across the country, including California, where there were some hospitals that were billions of dollars in debt when this outbreak started. So they had to make these cuts in an effort to stay above water. What should those PAs be looking for right now? And where do you think that they can fit into the needs of the medical community at the moment? Well, that's a, that's a very timely question because I was furloughed a little over two months ago and, and remain so with no apparent end in sight. Uh, I, we, we're going to have to pivot. We're going to have to be uh, malleable, and we're going to have to change some of our goals. Uh, I counsel with PAs looking for jobs, particularly new graduates, frequently. And one of my favorite old tropes is the more you limit your options, the more you limit your options. So if you've been a, a PA working in a clinical subspecialty and you've been furloughed, uh, you're probably going to have to adapt. You're going to have to find out what the needs of the system are and uh, train up and go into those fields, you might have to relocate. It's, it's a very difficult time. And for PAs to, to come out of this successfully to flourish, uh, we're all going to have to be very, very flexible and kind of open our minds to new, new possibilities. I also wanted to give you a chance to respond to some of the comments that were made in this interview we did last week with a physician's group that was advocating against hiring PAs for open medical positions during the coronavirus outbreak. One doctor that we spoke with described different ads on the internet uh, that would pay PAs high amounts of money to come to a different state to assist during the coronavirus outbreak. And this organization was saying, along with this doctor, that other physicians should be filling those roles, not PAs. What would your response to that be? And then additionally, do you feel that there is treatment in the medical community against PAs and the work that they're doing? Well, in, in response to the first aspect of it, the funds, FEMA allocated those funds for PAs and MPs. That, that wasn't, we didn't have anything to do with that. We, we merely responded to the call, and the amount of money was not under our control, and those ads were everywhere. And you, know, you can hardly blame somebody for uh, taking a job that, that is lucrative, uh, presuming they're qualified. Now, the assumption or the allegation that unqualified people uh, were sent by staffing agencies, a little vetting. You know, you can create or find an anecdote or two to support that, but globally it's just not true. I'm a 30-year PA. I'm a military-trained PA. 30 years of experience. I reached out to some recruiters when this kicked off, and I didn't have the requisite skills that they were looking for. They needed intensivists. They needed people who could run respirators. That's That's not my wheelhouse, and I didn't make the cut. So the notion that there's this vast number of unqualified providers who were imported, you know, to, to get their piece of the filthy lucre is just a bit of, of lore. It's just not true. You, you can't make judgments about whole groups based on a couple of anecdotes. And I, and I need to speak kind of plainly about what this issue is mostly about with physician groups and their, their anger and their fear over non-physician providers. They want to lump 
everything into two categories. You're a physician or you're not a physician, and that's a bit of intellectual laziness and tribalism. PAs are practitioners, nurse practitioners are practitioners. We're similar, but we're not the same. And they're mostly fearful and angry because nurse practitioners have successfully achieved independent practice in more than 30 states. That's not PAs. Separate us. If you want to talk about us, separate us. Let's talk about real numbers. Let's talk about real issues. And let's talk about them as they apply to the profession, not this notion of you're either a doctor or you're something else. That distinction is, is certainly important. Really appreciate your insight on this issue. Scott Stiegel, the president of PAs for Tomorrow. Scott, thanks again for your time. Thank you, Trey. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.